Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, And thank you to all of our returning listeners and first-time listeners. Hello, hello. Yeah. I just looked down and we may be low on battery. So if this goes out, we're just warning you guys that this could go out. (laughs) Don't worry. We'll take care of it. We got people for that. Are you going to keep it short today? No, I'm not. Lovely. I've got... Guys, uh, I hope you are ready. I, I really am excited about this episode. Uh, I have been listening to some podcasts that are off real estate um, and, and really trying to apply them to real estate. Um, and so let's just jump right into it, if that's all right, unless you have some story you want to tell. No, I'm okay. tired today. Yeah, guys, we are recording late, uh, but it was important, uh, I feel like, to get this one out as quickly as possible. So here we are, middle of the night. Let's go. Uh, today's episode, guys, is how to prepare for 2023. Uh, we are going into fourth quarter, and it, it's really important for us to start thinking towards 2023. And um, I, I feel like this really is important for you guys as real estate professionals because, uh, and don't take offense to this, uh, we are not great business people. Okay, we've said it on this show a hundred times. You can count on real estate agents to have tax debt and no savings. Why? It's just, it's a matter of thinking in a business way that not all real estate agents are good at. Do you think that's fair? Yeah. Um, so. Well, I, don't, I mean, I think you, yeah, that's one of your points right here. I don't want to skip ahead to it, but like. Go ahead. Yeah. Like we, we didn't graduate from an Ivy League business school. We're not an economist. So like. No. I mean, if, if you did, if you did one of those things, you're probably not a real estate agent. Okay. Yeah. I recently saw, or I don't remember where I was, but someone was like, oh, I'm double majoring in real estate and something else. And it was like a show or something I was watching. And I was like, you can major in real estate in college. Not anywhere (laughs) that I've been to. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I feel like what's funny is I feel like I remember seeing that they had something real estate related when I was in college, but mm -hmm. I like, and I was super interested in it then, but I didn't ever end up going for it because I was a psych major. Sure. (laughs) I mean... Obviously, my psych degree prepared me to work with people, but... If I could go back in time, I would study something business related. Yeah, same. Um, you know, and then I would still have those loans forgiven. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Um, guys, uh, if you're not business people, if you still struggle in that realm, that is okay. You are in great company with the rest of us. Um, and I am here to give you some awesome uh sorry our dog just is sitting here and she went (laughs) i'm gonna help you look into the crystal ball for 2023 uh, because i have been listening to a bunch of motley fools podcasts and if you guys don't know what the motley fool is it's super cool it's a stock and investment based community um so it has nothing to do with real estate they never talk about real estate at all uh, they talk about businesses, they talk about stocks, they talk about CEOs, they talk about just business topics. And it's really cool because it gets me out of the real estate echo chamber, right? Uh, I don't have to worry about hearing the same things that I'm going to hear in all real estate podcasts or real estate Facebook groups or or anything like that. I, I get a completely different mindset. It's like a mind shift and, and I should just see things from a different perspective. Um, so... I'm here to take some of those episodes and synthesize them, really condense them down because I feel like they're important to you guys. 
I wish that I would have known what we were talking about so that I could have done a little homework because Johnny just said, hey, I've got the topic for today. To be fair, I texted you this topic yesterday. You didn't say that's what the podcast was going to be about. Well, I said we should do, do an episode on it. Oh, well. She didn't read my text. It's okay. No, it's okay. I think I did read that, but I, I just, my brain has a lot that's taking up real estate currently. Well, that's, that's fair. Um, so again, I'm going to take a couple of episodes that I had listened to recently, guys, and, and really, really get down to basics about them because it was really mind-blowing. Um, and even some of the stuff that they talked about on previous shows had already started to happen. And I was like, oh gosh, this can really relate to us in real estate. So let's do that now. Um, so one guy made a prediction that in 2023, there are going to be a lot of business acquisitions, right? So businesses are going to be bought up by other businesses. Um, and, and he was specifically said in cash. Um, and there were reasons for that, but that I don't feel like that pertains to us as much. So we won't get into that. But since that episode aired, another episode, they had this guy back on. He was like, I told you. And they started listing all the acquisitions that have already happened. When did happened. he come on? Like right. a while ago? No, it's got to be in the last week. Uh, oh, like really fast, all these things happened. Yes. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Like this was like three days separation oh, wow. of these two episodes. So, um, so these, these smaller businesses are being acquired and, and bought up by bigger businesses. Then the, and the question is why? Why is that happening? Because, guys, the market is shifting, all right? The economy is shifting, not just in real estate, but across the board, all right? We have been in a great growing economy, all right? Whether it be inflation, whether it be God knows what. You got to stop drinking beer during podcasts. I know. I'm like, what is happening to your voice? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm like having little mini burps here. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, I think I'm just really on fire and really excited about what we're talking about. Um, so... So these bigger companies are going and buying these smaller companies because we're in a shrinking economy now. All right. We've seen it in real estate, guys, and it's apparently happening everywhere. So in a growing economy, it's okay for you to have kind of a bloated business model, right? In fact, most businesses will. They'll overspend. They'll be spending a lot on advertising or people that they don't need, like middle management. Uh, and their margins just won't be high enough. But it'll be fine because it's a growing economy and they're not going anywhere but up. Well, in a shrinking economy, all of a sudden, that kind of business model becomes very, very dangerous. And if you're not getting good enough margins, you're just not going to survive. Well, I think that's why we've seen so many companies increase prices on everything because... Sure. They, absolutely. They truly can't, they can't make enough right. profit right now. And people, you know, wages have gone up. Absolutely. Supply chain, everything, everything has gone up mm -hmm. in price right now. But if you're a small company, you may not have those options, right? And you may not know what to do. You may not know how to pivot in a way to stay alive. And so the best option for you is a buyout. Um, and so that's already starting to happen, right? Uh, and we're going to see a lot of that as predicted. Well, one of, I have a really good friend and she works for a startup company mm -hmm. that has an amazing business model. It's an amazing concept. And they just put the business up for sale. Like, come by. Yes. And they like, they had a deal with a really, I don't want to give any details about anything away sure. in case anything's in confidence, but like they had a big deal with a big name company, but they just weren't able to 
buy out enough for the, well, I guess the CEO to want to take it. Good for them. Good for them. I mean, so they weren't, they weren't put in a position where they had to reach out for they're, help. They're close. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that's, what's going to happen guys. And, and we're going to keep going down this stream of consciousness and then we'll circle back around about how that applies to real estate. I want to get there just yet. Um, and some of you are probably beating me there, but we'll get there. So in a shrinking economy, these bloated business models will tank a company. They can't make the profit that they need, and they're just going to either go out of business or get bought out. All right. So that's that. The second thing I want to talk about is when to quit. They brought on a professional um, poker player who wrote a book. I think it was just called Quit. And the idea was, you know, someone who made their profession by making bets and folding and knowing when to go all in. Um, she was able to write this book about when is quitting the right thing to do. All right. Take poker, for example. Eventually, you just got to fold. You're going to lose whatever you bet. But at that point, it is the right time to fold. And you don't just keep going and throwing good money after bad. There is a point there. And so... Something that she said that is a fundamental problem with people as a whole is that we wait too long to quit. Okay. Interesting. We, we just, it's like you always hear the opposite of like, don't quit too early. Like, don't quit too fast. Exactly. Right. But is that, is that, is that kind of maybe the wrong type of thinking? Mm. Um, she said, usually people wait. Uh, she, she said twice as long as they should have to quit hmm. something. And they went into all sorts of different, um, uh, different examples. Uh, of course, on The Motley Fool, they related that back to stocks, how some people should have sold a lot earlier, mm-hmm. but they were like, no, I can't admit defeat. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hold on. And things kept getting worse. And Which is interesting because the stock theory is like, hold it, just hold it for sure. as long as you can. Right. And I mean, of course, that's an option, right? But what if it doesn't? What if the company goes under? That's, yeah. That is a possibility. No one likes to think about it, but that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, so she said that people don't quit their jobs or, or, or really anything until they're backed into a corner and that's really their last option. And is that the best time to quit? Should they not have done it before? Well, I mean, obviously she, they should have seen whatever negative stuff was coming and get out, but you can't always. Well, she said the reason that people don't do it is because they're stuck in, in that situation. Like it, you can all, you can as listeners, we can look at situations like, let's say a bad relationship and we're like, man, that guy better get out. He should have gotten out a long time ago. Yeah. We can all see. Yeah. That's a good Because point. we're on the outside. Yeah. Right. But when you're in that situation, you want to hold on. You don't want to give up because no one likes to throw in the towel. You are admitting defeat. And, and she said that's kind of a, a problem that we all have. It's just a human nature, but it gets us into trouble. So, well, yep, I already talked about that. Man. Maybe you're right, Lizzie. Maybe this will be a quick one. Yeah, because I don't have a lot to say. <laughs> Is that what you're we're, trying, we're only trying 12 to say? minutes in, and I've gone through like 15 slides. Um, so 
Guys, um, how then are we going to circle around and relate this back to real estate um, in, in two ways? One, it's time for us to start looking at bloated brokerages and, and seeing what's going to happen to them in the future. Mm, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about it. Okay. I didn't know that's where we were going with this. That's where we're going. Because I saw the first 15 slides, but yeah. I didn't see the last three. So that's where we're going with this, guys. Um, bloated brokerage models who are spending on big um, uh, big brick and mortar buildings. I was going to say, yeah, building, staff. Keep going. Building, staff, advertising, um, office expenses, God knows what else people spend money on. Giving, I don't know. Like, I feel like they give gifts to their oh, sure. people or like something that blows me away about brokerages are their award ceremonies. How much money is spent you know, on funny, stupid like, ass awards? EXP does an award ceremony at EXP Con or yeah. EXP con, but you pay for your ticket to go. So like they're not losing any money on your awards ceremony. It's, if you yeah, want to go and yeah. you want to have your little moment, like they're going to give you your moment. Sure. But, but exactly. You're paying for your moment. I'm, I mean, and that's something else though, is, is the, the model that we use is with EXP is, is very streamlined. Right. Well, and this is something you mentioned. This is really a little bit random, but you had mentioned the other day, you're like, what other profession out there do we like say like, oh, I'm number one. Did you, were we talking about this? I don't think it was us. Um, maybe we were, we talk about a lot of things, but go on, keep going. I, maybe I saw it on social media. I don't remember anything these days, you guys. So like, don't blame it me for on anything. the baby. No, it's, it's a very good excuse. <laughs> Um, but like, we're the only profession where you're like, like the best accountants out there. Wasn't it <laughs> us that was talking? Were we not talking about this? But no one out there has the best accountant award that they I get every quarter. I swear it was quarter. you and I that was talking about this. It, we, we may have been. I don't know. To be fair. Go ahead. Just maybe I have a <laughs> but baby. Yeah, like, like why are, do we as real estate agents like have to be like top number one in your office or number one in your, your board of realtors or like. It's ego stroking. That's like all it's it is. So like they don't have awards. Yeah. Like for best, att best attorney, like. Nope. Nope. They don't because it's not normal. I think that in our line of work, it maybe it's a sales thing, right? They're just trying to keep people motivated and yeah. stroke egos. That's I'm all sure it that is. like, yeah, I'm sure that they do this in like insurance mm -hmm. and um, they probably do it with mortgage lending. I don't know actually though. I haven't seen something like mm. real estate really is its own beast when it comes to like patting realtors on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. You did your job. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's bizarre to the me. The other thing, I always think it's funny. Joanne Bolt mentions this a lot. She's like, why do we give closing gifts? Like, why do we think thank our clients that. for like, we did a job for them. So we're going to thank you. Well, so. I mean, it makes sense because you're hiring, like they hired you. Right. So you're appreciative of that. They but did, like you got paid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they didn't have a lot of options, right? So they did choose you. Uh, and I think it's Joanne or maybe it's someone else who made the point to that, that we do it because we feel guilty. Yeah, it was Joanne. Mm -hmm. Totally. Stop drinking that beer. You just keep burping. I'm going to finish my beer after this show, guys. Yeah. What is happening? You never I, do this. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we and had it, the best pho for dinner. We found a Maybe new, it was the pho. Maybe it was the pho. Giving you like heartburn or something. I, I it don't was know. so it's good possible. though. It's possible. If you guys don't like pho. 
What are you doing with your life? See, guys, this is the normal show. I've been rambling for 12 straight minutes in this banter. This is what we're talking about. This is why we're here. Sorry. Okay. What is he interjecting about pho and Johnny burping? That's that's where we are. And now the dog is and acting dog. like a little turtle. All right. So uh, so that was one point, right? We got bloated brokerage models that are going to start running into trouble. All right. We're not saying any names. We're not pointing any fingers. I'm just telling you that they know, okay? The owners of these brokerages, they know. These are business people and, and they see what's coming, right? Can they do anything about it? Maybe not. If this is their business model. They're just like, we're going to just go down like, with what it. What can they do? Yeah, like right? what could a massive company do at this point? Like I will say that's one thing that I'm really, really thankful about EXP is we have zero debt as a company. We have zero Hoorah. debt. So mm-hmm. like they are extremely good with their finances. And that makes me just really happy to know that we're going to be with a brokerage that's going to last. Um, that's what I'm all about. And we'll get there. We we'll, didn't even intend. I mean, obviously, I didn't know what this episode was going to be about. This episode was not intended to try and talk EXP up, but it's just something that's, guys. If we're talking about this, it's because something it's something we've evaluated in our life for a while. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're talking about this for a reason, right? I mean, absolutely. So, um, to the acquisitions part, uh, agents often don't get acquired. That's not a thing. Every once in a while, someone will get a sweetheart deal and get you know hired over somewhere else. Uh, But what we're going to see in 2023, and if you guys are out and about and reading things, you've probably seen the prediction that 30% of agents are going to be out of the job in 2023. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, our numbers are down so much right now as far as sales, pending sales. Like there's just not enough real estate sales to go around for all the agents in our, our area specifically. So, I mean, surely you guys have seen that. I've read it in a couple different places. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you who said it, who the guru is, who's making up these numbers, but they are saying 30% of agents will be out of the job next year. Um, again, we're, it's just a shifting market. I'm not saying that to scare anybody, but one in three is a lot, right? That's a lot of agents. If there was another agent yeah. in this room, that would be one of one us. One of us. <laughs> um, it's a little scary. Right. So one out of three agents is going to leave the field and we have to ask ourselves Why? I say that it's because they weren't looking ahead, they weren't listening to this podcast, and they weren't trying to think about what's coming. Yeah. All right. They're doing that getting backed into a corner thing, and they're not going to go out until it's, they are like absolutely being pushed out, and they're, they're, spouse is like, we haven't had a check in five months. What are we going to do? Ladies and gentlemen, she just, she's connecting dots. She's getting us there. It's a good dot connector. (laughs) That's what it is, guys, is we're going to be seeing agents hold out. We're going to be seeing agents say, you know what? I've got savings. I'm going to rely on the savings until my next check comes in. And it's going to be two, three, four months and their check doesn't come in. And their spouse is going to say, we're not going to make our own damn mortgage. I have no clue who it was, but there was someone that I follow on social media that was like their spouse was in a sales job, a like self-built mm-hmm. sales job, and they spent their entire home down payment that they had saved up on that business and like lost it all. I mean, it, that's part of starting a business. You know, that will happen. That, that, that happens that to people. That gives me so much anxiety. I'm, I'm more risk averse than Johnny is. He's more... Oh, I love it. I sold my peanut company to start this company. 
Oh man, that was a real big risk you took there. It worked. High fives all around. I'm not giving you high fives for that. <laughs> high five yourself. <laughs> I sold my business, my, my peanut company for this, guys. All right. Anyway, um, what can you be doing to stay one of the two out of three that are going to not leave the profession next year? First off, take a look at your P&Ls. 50% of you listening to this don't have a P&L right now. I guarantee it. Probably more. Lizzie, what's a P&L? Profit and loss sheet. Okay. Get QuickBooks. It's the easiest thing. It does it for you. Bingo. Put a, Link your accounts to it. Review it every month. Mm-hmm. Guys. Or get an accountant if you're further along. It's basically a list of where your money comes in and where your money goes out. Super easy. It doesn't have to be complicated at all. But when you have it written down, you can look at it and you can apply what's working and what's not working. All right. You can synthesize and say, okay, I spend this much on marketing. Did I get any return on this marketing? And if I didn't, do I need to be spending that money next month? Yeah. Fucking beer. (laughs) All right. So are you paying too much? Guys, I'm going to say it again. I know some of you don't like it, but I'm sorry. But are you paying too much for brokerage fees? Are you paying too much on team splits? Are you paying too much in your marketing? Are you paying too much in your social media ads? Do you have other frivolous expenses that you need to start reining in? Because the business model that you used in 2021, 2022, that was a growing economy business model. It is, I can guarantee you, you're going to have to reassess next year. So go ahead and reassess now. You do not want to be the last person on the lifeboat. That's the person that has to quit. Be the guy who sees the damn iceberg coming and gets off the ship. The iceberg is up ahead. I feel like this episode is so depressing to you guys because some of you are going to probably walk away from this and be like, I've got to, I've got to give up. No. And we're not here to like... Thank you. Thank you. No. Like I don't want us to be the ones that are like making you make that decision, but also like you need to reevaluate where you're at and make sure that it, staying in real estate is the best decision for your family. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, most of our listeners, I would say at least half are new to the business or just about to get started in the yeah, business. If you're brand new, like don't quit right away. Obviously no, uh, we're not. you need to really give it a good, what is the, what's like the saying? Give a good college try. The good old college try. Is that what it is? That's what I say. I don't know if it's a thing or not. <laughs> and that's probably why I say it. You say it, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to anybody but us. Probably I don't really not. Know what I mean. But yeah, no guys, don't let us scare you. I would rather all of you new agents start with a great P&L knowing where your money is going because you're going to outlast these bloated people that don't know how to change. If there are agents that are so dug in with the way they spend their money that they're not going to change, those are the last people on the life raft. That's what's going to happen. Yep. Is that fair? Yep. Cool. Um, man, there's, I already used my life draft analogy there. Okay. Um, but like Lizzie said, don't let your finances go into ruin before you think about this. That's not the time to say, I really need to rethink my business strategy. Mm-hmm. No, it's too late. It is yeah. too late. You are backed into a corner. You are going to leave and you're going to go right back to whatever job it was before. Okay. I'll see you at Bed Bath & Beyond. Mm-hmm. All right. You and me guys, but you don't have to do that. All right. Last quarter. 2022, right now, now is the time 
for us to be thinking ahead and saying, okay, I'm going to go ahead and preemptively trim the fat on my business because I know that in 2023, that's the only way that I'm going to survive. Yeah. And I think like just making sure, like if you're like, I'm at a, I'm at a spot where I could go either way right now. Like you have to decide for yourself, am I going to make this work? Am I doing everything I possibly can right now to make this work? Or am I just coasting? Am I making the calls that I need to be making? Mm. Or am I just not making them because I'm scared? You're going to be in the 30% if you're not making your calls. Yes. If you're a coaster, guys, you're coasting in a great economy. There's not going to be any coasting next year. Okay. Yep. You you better start pedaling, pedaling or rowing or whatever it is you're doing. Do it now. How do we row? What do we do to row? We make cold calls. We cold. I'm like, I don't know. You put the oar in the water and you go like this. Analogies are hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, got I it. didn't connect the dots there. <laughs> guys, yeah, we are out there making our cold calls. We're following up with our sphere of influence. We're our past clients. We're doing client events. We, we are doing whatever we can to keep all of our oars in the water keep going forward and it's, it's going great. We're still having, you know, fantastic business, nothing but growing here. Yeah. And that can be you guys too. All right. So keep listening because this is all we talk about most of the time, unless we talk about beer fun. or fun, right? <laughs> uh, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you guys. Um, so keep listening. Um, and if you do guys, I, I'm just going to go, go ahead and give a shameless plug. I have to. All right. Cause there's some of you out there that need this. If you are in a brokerage that is bloated and is you don't think is going to make the changes they need to be making, or maybe they're taking too much out of your oh, wallet. This is a really good segue that we had. We said it last time, but we need to have Amanda on because like she reached out to us. She was like, um, I'm at this brokerage and I'm going to let her say if she wants to say which brokerage she was at. Um, and this is my split. And like, this is what they provide. Happens Can all the time. Can you just let me know what EXP is like? I'm like, dude, let's talk. And after we did the math, like she did so much math. I was so proud of her. I love it when people come to us and they're like, tell me about EXP. And then they go home and do their own homework. Like she sent me screenshots of like equations of every, everything broken down. She's like, I can't, I can't make it make sense to stay here. <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. You know, guys, it, it takes a really hard look in the mirror and, and some really, some honesty to say, where I am may not be the best place for me. This yeah. may not make the most sense. And if it doesn't, guys, please reach out. And it's hard. I mean, it's so hard to say, like, to do it. I mean, I didn't want to do it at first when Johnny kept bringing up EXP to me because I was like. Well, and you were at leadership yeah, where we were. There was a thing. So yeah. it, it was hard. It, what, like, I think. Had there been, had I not been on leadership, I would have for sure done it f sooner. But there, again, the, you know, when to know when to quit, yeah. you know, we weren't backed into a corner by any means whatsoever, but like we could but, have been making more money had we moved six months well, ago, yeah. you know? And when you finally did get to that point, you were so pissed off about something. I don't even remember what it was that we were in fact back into a corner. You were like, fuck this. We're That's done. That's a little true. Yeah. Like I had been frustrated with enough things at that point. Yeah. That I was like, you know what? It's not worth it anymore. Let's go. So, you know what, guys? Do yourselves a favor and, and do the math. Okay. And even if you decide that not moving is the right thing, at least you can say you did, you did your due diligence. Not looking into something because of your pride or because you don't want to look like you're flipping or, or you failed 
Or like relationships. I mean, that was a big thing for me. I had a lot of relationships, but here's the mm-hmm. crazy thing is like, I still have a ton of those relationships, even though I left. Like, Well, because we all work together. I still text yeah. my old team leader. Like I still text and I call like friends of mine in the office. I'm yep. still friends with everybody on Facebook. Yeah, there was an awkward period for a little while because like I left so abruptly that it was kind of su- surprising a lot of people and they were a little disappointed, but like, we're good. People well, move on. It, and guys, come on, attrition's a thing. All right. How many times do people switch brokerages in their career? A lot. Okay. There's some people that switch like five times in two years. That's probably a personal agent problem more than anything. <laughs> yeah. But it happens. Um, if you've, if you, I say, if you've moved that many times, you might be the problem. But bingo. at the same time, like you do have to find the right fit for you. Like I, there have been people who, like I've known really, really well that they genuinely weren't the problem. They just needed to get in the right environment. That's fair. And you're your own business owner. Don't you have the right to do that? Completely. Do you owe these people anything? Nope. Not a damn thing. Because remember, they're taking stuff out of your wallet at the end of the day. (laughs) I think we forget about that. We're like, oh my gosh, am I doing enough? Like, am I... No, these people are taking no, like, like money out of yeah, your Yeah, they're paycheck. helping you. Like they're helping you in some ways. Of course, you wouldn't be there if there wasn't some assistance for whatever reason. But like once you know the gist of what you're doing in real estate, like. Do you really need that? You don't really need all that. No. I mean, you always should be learning and obviously should be taking classes and stuff. Yeah, that's what CE is for. But yeah. Okay. Anyway, guys, we digress. 29 minutes. That's good. We'll let you guys go after that. Um, Guys, in the show notes is our direct contact information. Please reach out if you have any questions. We love hearing from you guys. I get on a Zoom every week with someone and it's not always EXP related, just so you know. like It's like, oh my gosh, I'm having this issue with my business. I'm like, sure, let's chat. Yeah. I still get what I think I put on Facebook that I'll give you guys my notes months stuff. ago and I still get two or three a week oh, people wow. coming and asking all yeah, the time and guys we're just really bad about responding to DMs right now like please just bear with us we have a lot of personal stuff going on and it's been a busy time yeah yeah and sometimes I see them stack up and I get a little nervous so I just avoid it yeah I know it's really hard once you get more than like five you're like uh, <laughs> do I want to go in and do but it? we love you we do love you guys it's just so please please continue so. please continue to reach out and talk and chat what are we gonna do for our question uh, that we never ever ever prepare for I prepared like 20 slides so you can do the question okay that's fair um what is your favorite color no blue uh what is your favorite asian dish because we had fun tonight okay uh, honest to god i really love the um beef and broccoli really yeah did you try any of liam's i did not oh you should have it was actually really good i tried a bite of it well i have a whole bunch of it in the fridge so don't eat it he's gonna be mad well whatever (laughs) he he ate a lot of it i was so surprised i didn't think he'd eat it but um, so do I get to answer my question then? Sure. Now? What's your favorite? Uh, <laughs> okay. So dish? I really think my favorite is green curry, Thai green curry. I love pho a lot though. They're very close. Mm-hmm. That's like my pregnancy food pho. I'm so excited right now. Why? I'm going to go have a cigar. You're not coming and sleeping in my bed. Well, I'll take a shower. Nope. Nope. 
Better go sleep on the guest bed. I'm not. No, that's where Bungie sleeps. <laughs> that's where you belong then if you're going to be smoking cigars. I don't want any secondhand smoke in my near me. Oh, I promise not to bring it to bed. Yeah, but you just like lingers. <gasps> okay, guys, st- stick around for this. I just started watching this great new show. You have to watch it. It's freaking hilarious. Please watch it with me. What's it called? Murder Town or Murderville oh, or something. I've never heard of it. Okay, get this. Get this. This is how it rolls. Um, there is a script for a show. It's a, it's a, like, okay, a really quick murder mystery, right? Like we're all familiar with it. Um, and they bring on a celebrity guest as like an assistant detective and they don't give that person a copy of the script. Wait, what? Is yes. it reality? I mean, it's like, um, whose line is it anyway? Or the impractical jokers. That's what it's oh. like is the impractical jokers. So like, so it's reality. No. Because everyone else, everyone else has a script. Everyone else, except for this one person. Okay. They just have to like go with it. And at the end of the show, they have to figure out who done it. Like huh. it's, it's freaking hilarious. Cause they always bring out like the first one was Conan O'Brien. Conan? Conan. Conan. Yeah. He was freaking hilarious. Well, I'm sure he was. He's a comedian. Well, but again, he had no idea what was going on. They didn't tell him anything. They just told him. This is your role. Put on your costume. Good luck. And everyone else was actors and they were acting out the scenes and he had to try and figure it out. Would they just like stop and stare at him like it's your line? No, because like, like they would ask him a question and like he would, he would have to figure it out. Like he knew his job was to try and figure this out. So he knew he was like, okay, maybe I should ask. Anyway, watch it. Fucking hilarious. Fuck. Roy Ken. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we guys. Love Ted Lasso, as we do. Been, as we have mentioned many we different times. Do all right. Um, and our child started um, two-year-old <gasps> soccer. soccer. He's so bad. He's he, not bad. He's actually not that bad, but he is like a little squirrel brain. He, yes. Just like oh, squirrel. After about ten minutes, he was he was done with it. He He's was like, like, "Where's my water?" Yeah. <laughs> It was so funny. Don't worry. Every week I'll be posting stuff. Probably maybe uh, not every week. I think our my followers are going to get sick of seeing. A no, place go on her Instagram. You I have my celebration. Gone. It'll be gone by no. then. I know. Maybe I can save it as like a highlighter. Do it, guys. Okay, so like mm. the the coach, his coach was like, "Okay, Liam, it's your turn to go score a goal." Like they don't do anything but like just run and whatever. They kick the ball. It's soccer. And, mm. and uh he like for the first time didn't she she caught him before he went to go pick it up and walk it and then he finally kicked it and kicked it and kicked it and scored a goal and Johnny like jumped in the air you can see him in the video it's so funny I'm like oh god we're gonna be those parents who are like yes that's right I'm gonna bring my own yellow cards next week yellow card to Liam he's gonna get a yellow card immediately anytime someone touches someone else yellow card no you're not bringing yellow cards I'm doing it coach Marisol it's coming. No. I'm coming. I will leave you at home. Whatever. Whatever. Actually, I kind of need you there because they have parent participation. Oh, yeah. Guess who and didn't get up and participate? This parent not participate because <laughs> she's pregnant. My ass was running up and down that field. But it's fun because uh, Liam's little best friend is going to do it. They weren't there this week, but they're, he's no. going to do it too. And they're just, the two of them is going to be like pure chaos. How cool was that one kid like doing flips? I know, he was cool. Oh, I mean, he, he had a ponytail. I, I was thought it was a girl at first. Oh, no, I totally thought he knew he was a boy right away. But his name was Isa. I was like, Isabella? No, he's a boy. Well, I, just I know he is right now. Boy, boy hair up looks so different than girl hair up. How do you not know the difference? There were two. Yeah, no, there's a di- big difference. 
Whatever. He's a, he was older, but. All right. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys sometime soon. Bye. Bye.